My special guest today is Tara Falcone. Tara Falcone is a CFA, a CPA, and she is a Main Street-born and Wall Street-bred finance expert with that certified financial planning background. And she is the the founder and CEO of Reason. Thanks for being on the show today, Tara. Yeah, thank you so much, Andrew. Um, It's a pleasure to be here and talk about what we're building with Reason. Can you start off, just tell the audience a little bit about your background um, and why you founded Reason? Yeah, so I um, have an interesting founder story, I think, and it make I think it hope it makes a lot of sense as to why I'm building what I'm building. So uh, this like Main Street born aspect. I was I was uh, I grew up in a very small town in rural Michigan. Uh, my dad was the breadwinner growing up. He unfortunately passed away when I was 13, and it kind of left me in a position to have to pick up the financial pieces with my stepmom. Um, forced me to become financially independent at a very young age. Uh, was working full time all through high school while also trying to get good grades and getting to a good college. Um, and I ended up getting a full need-based financial aid scholarship to Yale, which is the best gift I think I'll ever be given in my life. Um, and while I was there, I was a pre-med Spanish major. I was like trying to, you know, avenge my dad's death by being a better doctor or becoming a better doctor than he had had. So the other daughters didn't have to go through what I went through, but I got to the end of my senior year and realized I couldn't afford to apply to medical school. So it was like, I'd been given this amazing gift to like take all these classes and make those next big steps and, you know, progressing in my career. And then there was this massive barrier that I felt I couldn't really do anything about. Um, I was also really sick of being broke. I had maybe $600 to my name, I think, as a senior about to graduate from college. Uh, and I was sick of being intimidated by money. And I knew that you know I was the only person in my family with this upward social opportunity to learn how money works, to you know how to put your, t- your money to work instead of trading your time for dollars. Um, and I, three months before graduation applied to any and all finance jobs left on the job board as a pre-med Spanish major. I had no idea that there was a difference between like, you know, a fixed income firm and a private equity firm and an asset manager and a hedge fund and all this stuff. But I was just hoping somebody saw something in me, you know, that would uh, give me an opportunity. And uh, gratefully, there was a small hedge fund in New York City that was like, this girl is very hungry. She's going to outwork anybody who has like an economics degree. She'll figure it out, right? Uh, I think they said like, if you can get an A minus in organic chemistry, uh, you can figure out how to invest. (laughs) invest in the market. Um, and so it turns out they were right. Um, yeah. And I loved the work. Like I was a long short equity analyst, um, at this boutique fund in New York city and felt like I was on a treasure hunt every day, hunting for value and event driven opportunities. And it was so fascinating. Um, but over time, because of my background, I felt really disconnected from the clientele that we were serving and, uh, coincided. My husband left wall street to join the Navy. We were getting restationed to Japan. And basically I was like, all right, I'm going to take this knowledge and skill set that I've acquired and figure out a way to apply it to people like my friends and family. This was in 2015, retail investing, you know, Robinhood hadn't really taken off in the way that it has recently. Um, so I was like, all right, maybe now is not the time to do this. I'm going to focus on something else in the meantime, while I wait for the market to catch up. And in 2020, it did. So in 2020, everybody was diving into retail investing as a certified financial planner. Um, I'm very intr- like basically obsessed with like what motivates people with money, Mm -hmm. what they're trying to achieve and how we can create strategies to do that. So I started asking, you know, infiltrating Facebook groups. And I was like, what is it that is motivating you to put your money at risk now that has not, you know, motivated you before? And, um, 
a lot of people, especially women, were like, well, I have these goals that are shorter term than retirement. Like retirement's on lock. That's boring. It takes a long time. Um, but I, you know, I want to buy a house in three to five years. I want to, you know, pay off my car loan. I want to pay off my student loans faster. I want to feel less guilty about certain purchases that I make, like coffee at Starbucks or a Peloton or, you know, this subscription or membership that I have. Like I want to feel like I've earned that some way. And I'm hoping to do that by generating gains in the market. And I was like, that is fascinating because that is very contrary to what personal finance, you know, gurus have told the rest of the population for the last few decades. Uh, so then I was like, all right, how are, you know, those goals dictating what investments you're buying? And most people are like, I have no idea, right? I follow this person on Twitter. I'm on this Reddit sub thread. Like I'm just investing in fractional shares in like 50 different companies and a couple of crypto hoping one goes to the moon and I never have to worry about money again. I'm like, that's not the answer. And then the other question is like, how are you tracking any of this? And so a couple of people said they had created a spreadsheet. Um, but most people were just kind of mentally accounting. It's like, you know, I open my five accounts on like a weekly basis. I mentally sum how much I have. And then I take it a step further, which is to say, you know, a third of all of this, these assets, these investments are for this goal. Half of these investments are for another and the rest is for, you know, whatever. And interestingly, it's funny how life works in full circle. When I was on the street, my husband came to, well, then boyfriend came to me and he's like, I have this much money saved for your engagement ring, but the one I want to buy you is more expensive. Um, you know, are there any stocks I should invest my money in to make up that difference? And so back then as a, you know, 23, 24 year old, like female investment analyst, what better carrot, you know, for me to, uh, to like pun intended for me to like yes. give him some, some ideas. Um, and so back then I sent him what now is the rudimentary prototype for a reason, which was a simple spreadsheet that allowed him to play around with different potential allocations and see, Hey, if I were to buy this much of stocks, A, B, and C might get me this close to my goal. But if I were to buy stocks X, Y, and Z instead, it could get me closer to my goal. So over the course of a year, we doubled his ring fund. Well, he doubled his ring fund. I got a beautiful engagement ring out of it. Um, wow. And a, yeah, and like a really, I think, empowering story to tell as a woman who, you know, a young woman who previously felt very excluded from the financial world to have learned how to harness the power of investing to achieve such an important personal and financial milestone was like so transformative. And basically I was like, there has to be a tech solution for this. Why doesn't this exist? Why can't somebody assign specific investments to specific goals and like simulate what might happen? Um, and that's really where the idea for a reason came from. And we've been working on iterating and building uh, the, the app ever since. And uh, we're getting close to launching the app store um, or, well, I guess at this point we will have launched in the app store um, at this point now. Yes. Wow. That's an incredible story. So coherent. It's like makes so much <laughs> sense every step of the way why you did what you did because it made sense for the people around you and for the people that you wanted to help rather than the people everybody else was focusing on. If you're following along at home, I highly recommend you go to www.reason.app because you can see this amazing visualization of actually like the stocks you're investing in in your portfolio being dragged over and applied to specific goals like that Peloton bike that you're interested in or that wedding ring or the trip or whatever it is you're saving for. You've got this awesome visualization on the website that you can and anybody at home can see. Can you talk about the the user experience you're going for? Do you literally want people to be able to say like, 
here's my portfolio. And then I'm going to drag different investments to different goals. Is that the experience you're going for? 100%. So to begin with, we kind of are launching this, what we're calling a goals focused investing assistant. So basically allowing you to say, Hey, these are, you know, the, the 10 stocks that I have in my Robinhood account. Let's say I want to assign these two stocks to this one goal, these other three stocks to another and the other five, you know, stocks, ETFs, crypto, whatever to, um, to another goal. And actually maybe even say, Hey, I, I have, you know, 10 shares of Apple. Um, and I want to only assign two of them to this goal, but the other eight of those shares I want to assign elsewhere, which you can't do on any other platform yet. Um, so reason is like, first of its kind, allowing you to basically do what, um, savings buckets like through YNAB or, you know, some of these online savings have allowed you to do with your like savings account. We're allowing you to do with your investments actually all without moving any of your money. So you just sync your investment accounts to reason. And then you're able to like, I would think it's kind of fun. You can just like drag and drop different investments over into, um, into your, you know, each of these buckets, tell us how much of each investment you want to assign. And then we actually take it a step further, which is to ask you, Hey, at what price would you be willing to sell this asset in the future? in order to realize those gains for this particular reason. And that's a kind of hangover from my hedge fund days where I was forced to create an upside and downside price target to say, okay, if it reaches this this number, we feel it's appropriately valued. Therefore, we would sell our position um, to lock in those those gains. And so that's another thing that no other platform asks you to do. Uh, so we are very clear that like we want you to invest with intention, with a very organized strategy, and also set a marker or like an and a finish line for yourself of like, hey, if this reaches this goal, I'm going to sell this investment so that I can fulfill this physical thing or experience that I'm trying to invest for uh, in the first place, rather than feeling that like, you know, emotion of FOMO of like, oh, what if it keeps going up higher or something? Uh, we want to redirect that focus from FOMO to fulfillment of your goals. Yeah, it's the, the name makes so much sense. What's the reason. reason for this? Yeah, for this investment. And I love that you're bringing in the expertise of a hedge fund, but you're applying it to the what you saw the need as being more short term goals. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between a short-term goal and a long-term goal and um, like how you envision your users dividing those two needs? Would they take care of like retirement in a separate account or is that something you're going to meet and say like, look, you've saved partly here for retirement. Here's one allocation. Here's your coffee budget. You know, like, is that um, a distinction that you're envisioning occurring within reason or being handled by two different apps? It's a great question. And uh, the answer is that we want to do it all. So um, with reason, you can invest for goals that are anywhere from like six months away. Like my husband's investing in crypto to buy a surfboard. Uh, current state of the crypto market, he's not very happy, <laughs> um, but that is the case. And all the way to retirement. But what's interesting um, is that we have through our beta test heard from um, individuals that like, hey, I love this this idea of thinking about it this way. And I love the idea of, you know, achieving a short-term goal and then setting another one and then setting another one. They're, but like retirement feels like this amorphous thing that is, you know, 30 years down the line. Is there a way to make that feel more like the shorter or medium-term goal so I can actually see, you know, real progress that I'm making toward that? Because when you think about it like a progress bar, right? If you're trying to have $3 million for retirement and you currently only have $30,000 saved, in, you know, a four, I don't know, 400 pixel screen, like the $30,000 is just a tiny little blip of green, right? In that, the right. length of that progress bar. Thinking about how do we, how do we, 
from a behavioral finance perspective, make this very big, scary kind of goal feel much more achievable in the shorter term. Um, and we, you know, from a business perspective, we think that that will also increase like stickiness and, you know, the length of cut the time that the customers use this app, um, in that they feel like they're constantly like achieving things, uh, not just short and medium term goals, but long term goals as well. Right. So breaking the long term goal into smaller chunks to make it more un- relatable to a human being who doesn't think about $3 million over 30, 40 years is almost meaningless to most investors. So you're, you're kind of taking more of a psychology approach, it seems like, and, and trying to build a tool that fits more with the way re- normal people think. Is that something that you're really actively trying to do? Absolutely. I think when you look at the state of the retail market today, you see a lot of apps that are focused on getting individuals to take action. So they're focused on what people are doing, not why people are taking those actions. And that extends anywhere from Robinhood, which makes their money on order flow. So they're, as a company, incentivized to get you to do things. They don't care why you're doing it. They just care that you are doing it or what you're doing. All the way through, you know, some of these new like social investing apps that show you kind of like a Venmo-esque feed of, you know, what your friends have invested in, what you know, percentage return, you know, profit or loss they made on that investment. What to me is missing, and why the mark the retail market has become so volatile, um, is that there's no context, right? Like every there is something underlying motivating each of these individuals to take this particular action, and there isn't another platform that captures that right now, mm. um, at least for self-directed retail investors. Meaning you aren't using a robo advisor who is picking your your investments for you. You want to have more control or say in what you're investing in. So. Re- you're really trying, you know, in just this initial version that we're launching, really trying to tap into that why, understand, you know, what is driving you to make these decisions, how you think about what assets you've allocated to certain goals, either from a, you know, time horizon perspective or what we call like a suck score. So like if you, you know, how much would it suck if you lost this money for this particular reason, right? Because right, um, that's, that's a good question. And so we're really trying to tap into that. And then I think like as we scale, we're going to be able to do some really fascinating things with like the community value that's going to be driven through people's usage of the app, which is to not just show you, you know, oh, 11% of our users own Apple stock, but actually they've assigned them to these reasons. So like people are investing in Apple because of X, Y, and Z, which you can't see elsewhere. So uh, we're really excited about that. Yeah, I, it sounds to me like, you know, you have this CFA background, uh, you're a certified financial planner. I think Would you say that certified financial planners do want to talk to people more about the reasons? Like, what are your goals? What are you saving for than like someone than a traditional fintech founder does? Like, I don't think a lot of the people that are out there building tools for this big wave of retail investors have that background or think that way. And and do you think that's maybe why nobody else is building um, their their apps this way? Yeah, I think it's a um, it's a couple of things. And the first is that. I was very intentional with getting both the CFA and CFP designations because I wanted to, with my hedge fund background, understand how something like active investing, which again has historically been kind of shunned upon by the personal finance community, how that could take a role or play a role in someone's financial planning. So I was like, I need to understand holistically how to think about the things that people are trying to achieve with their money from short-term goals to long-term goals with like a layer of like risk management and protection involved, but then also take it that next level. It's like, how do we use my former hedge fund strategies to help them do that? So I think my background is just like super unique in that like I'm able to view things from those both sides. I also think 
just being honest, that part of my being female is also an interesting advantage and perspective that makes me realize when I'm looking at the market and speaking to other female investors or want to be investors or people who want just simply want to put their money to work in, you know, a more effective, efficient way is that they don't see anything that makes sense to them right now. It's like, okay, it just feels like a casino. It feels like a gambling app. Like how do I, why would I buy this stock? Or like, how, how do I know how much of it to buy? And what we're hearing from beta testers, people that we speak to, especially women is like, I've never wanted to get involved or I've never felt the need to or or the I've never known why I would do it but now that I see reason and how it works it makes complete sense. Like this this platform makes me want to start investing because I see that oh I would buy this for this. It's like a means to the end and starting with the end in mind. Um and you know I think part of why women are kind of, you know, statistically better investors is that we're less emotional. And so this platform gives you a way to just be very intentional and organized and to see the end that you're trying to achieve rather than just seas of red and green on a daily basis that fluctuate by the millisecond um, that drives you to make really emotional decisions. So I think it's a combination of my background and perspective as a woman in, in this industry that has led me to, to create reason. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about that. Do you think that this is a, a male dominated industry? So like most, in, you know, a lot of investors, a lot of investment firms, a lot of startups are, are led by men. Do you think that 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 is leaving uh, female investors out? 100%. So when you look at um, statistics about like, you know, how what percentage of new brokerage accounts are created by women, it's only about 25%. Yet women are set to inherit significant wealth, you know, in part because we have this pay to spend. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why like, you know, oh, we live <laughs> yes. longer and we are the men in our lives get paid more. So therefore, like if we just outlive them, we're going to we're going to um, inherit all this money. I wish that there was a way for more women to make money in real time. Hence part of our mission with reason. But yeah, and it's it's funny because last I think it was a uh, early last year, 2021, there was like the Wall Street Journal article or podcast or something about, you know, how all of these platforms, whether it be Fidelity or Webull or Robinhood or um, what have you. Uh, even even the robo advisors all trying to figure out how to tap into the female market. Like, how do we get more women investing? And it's not access. It's not democratizing more, you know, alternative investments that they can invest in. It's giving them the context and confidence to want to invest in the first place. Like. Most of my female girlfriends who are not investing currently are all very smart. They're all very savvy when it comes to their careers and making money and things. But there's this piece of them that feels like, well, I don't see myself as an investor. Therefore, why would I download an investing app? And so we really want to change that. So that's, you know, everything from how we're building the app to how we're, you know, going to be, uh, you know, being very intentional about our marketing messaging will hopefully be, you know, resonate with them in a way that no other, uh, no other investing or fintech apps really have. Yeah, you touched on all kinds of um, problems, you know, the gender pay gap and there's the uh, the disparity between men and women in STEM careers. But I think you're on the consequences end of it. So like all these problems in the world that need to be addressed. But the result is that if you've got 20 percent of of the downloads of apps uh, by new investors are women and that just makes no sense. And then, then it leads to, you know, even further repercussions. So it sounds like you're, you know, there's this term democratizing data and that, you know, everybody's trying to democratize data, but 
you can't democratize data if 80% of your users are are men. Can you talk a little bit about democratizing this investment structure? I know that education is important to you and, and to your team. Um, can you talk a little bit about the education piece that goes into that to maybe changing some of those outcomes? Yeah, it's a great question. And I will preface this with saying that actually the first product I created before we focused on Reason um, was focused on education. So it's a virtual financial literacy program that we license to colleges across the country. It's basically the, you know, objective, comprehensive personal finance 101 course that we all should have had in college or high school. And it covers investing um, because of that. I think that's a really important thing to learn very early. When it comes to democratize, or democratizing access, um, I spoke to NBC News a few years ago before, you know, the GameStop saga and like all of that happened uh, last year and likened, you know, giving somebody the keys, uh, like a 12-year-old, the keys to a sports car as what democratization without education is really about. And so it's wonderful that, you know, there are absolutely 100% different um, investment opportunities that were previously made only available to the very wealthy, whether it be because you had to have a relationship or it was a high cost, you know, uh, front load or, you know, whatever it might be to get into, or maybe the you needed to have somebody hired that understood the risk and, you know, reward aspect of it um, that an individual wouldn't. Uh, but when I look at the rest of fintech, it's like, you know, you're just trying to unlock access to all of these different you know, security types or wannabe security types like NFTs or something, um, trying to make everything an investable asset. And again, without proper understanding from the consumer side about like why that may or may not be a good investment and how it can serve the things that they're trying to achieve in their financial life, it's not going to work, or at least it's not going to have mm. as large of an impact as it could have otherwise. Um, and so, you know, part of what my mission is really like, okay, or how I look at the market really is like, all right, there's been this access unlocked, right, by the likes of Robinhood, which, you know, I harp on them for a lot of things, but they obviously did a lot of great things for the market and compressing fees and whatnot. Then there's interest, which happened in 2020. Now, all of a sudden people are like, oh, this access is available and I'm really interested in figuring out how to use it for myself. But my question is always, okay, what's next? Because we're seeing all of this access happen. It's becoming commoditized. It's like, all right, then how do we, how do we actually get people to buy into this and make it, you know, something that, um, has a positive impact on their financial life? And so to me, the, you know, the companies that figure out how to lean into that why and the meaning, um, and, you know, the importance of this access are going to be the ones that, that win in the wrong, the long run. Um, and, you know, obviously I'm, bi I'm biased, but I think reasons, uh, going to be one of them. Yes, I agree. I think you're onto something that no one else is. And so that, that just gives you a huge first mover advantage. Will you talk a little bit about your roadmap and your vision? Um, I know that as this uh, this show goes live, you'll be in the app store and folks will be able to download Reason and, and, and see some of that functionality that you can't get anywhere else. I have it in my bank account, but I don't have it for investments. And so that's super um, super new, you new and unique. Um, can you talk a little bit? You you touched on a, a, a piece of what like social aspect of the app. You can see what other people are buying Apple for. What the reason is behind it. Where in a year, two years, what kind of ecosystem is Reason going to be like? When I come there to invest and to manage my portfolio, what types of features are you planning to build? Yeah. So you know, um, for 
regulatory reasons and resource reasons, to, uh, just to be clear, we're not starting out as an investing app. We're not trying to compete with Robinhood. We're just trying to help you figure out how to use tools like Robinhood more effectively. Um, so you'll be able to connect all of your investment accounts to Reason. You'll also be able to connect things like crypto wallets or you know manually enter assets that you own of value that you can't somehow connect like via Plaid, for example. So you'll be able to see all of that there. And then you'll be able to create your own reasons. So things that you're investing toward. Uh, one of the things we're really excited about is you'll actually be able to contribute assets to shared reasons. So this is something I think is also missing in the market is like getting, you know, whether it's the, you know, uh, one part of the part, one partner in the relationship does kind of manage the money and investing and whatnot. The other person's kind of left out in the dark, like left out of that conversation, even though technically my husband and I are investing for retirement and a home down payment together, we currently have no way to actually say, well, these assets in my Roth IRA and his Roth IRA are for retirement, but these other assets in our oh, Roth IRAs well, yeah. respectively are for a home down payment. Uh, with reason, we'll be able to actually share reasons, contribute our individual assets to those respective goals, um, and be able to have more of kind of a, um, a community, like, you know, real time touch base about, um, about where we're at with those particular goals. Uh, so we're going to be launching sharing ideally by the end of, well, we just got into tech stars. So hopefully by the end of tech stars, uh, which is in October. And then some other things that we want to do in addition to like this context, like why people are investing, what reasons they've assigned it to is provide uh, di different like discounts or exclusive perks to encourage you to keep going to like lower the bar that you actually have to achieve um, to hit those reasons. And so once we know kind of what the most popular reasons on our platform are, or maybe the most unique ones, we can reach out to specific corporate partners like, hey, you know, 50% of our users are investing for a home down payment, Rocket Mortgage Better, you know, Wayfair, whatever, offer our users some kind of like interesting perk or discount to enable them to achieve this goal more quickly or easier um, but also to incentivize them to do what we think is right, which is put your money to work to achieve goals rather than taking on debt through like a buy now, pay later system to do that. And so that's kind of what's coming up in the pipeline. We have lots of other bigger things that we're kind of keeping under wraps at the moment and that will lean on our community to tell us if they, you know, like those ideas and uh, what else we can do. But imagine, you know, reason right now being the place where you can be intentional with your investments. Uh, you can see what other people, why other people are investing in certain things and receive exclusive perks and discounts uh, later this year uh, for the things that you're investing for. And then, you know, if you're, if you have a creative mind, you may be able to think about, oh, how might that actually, you know, when I achieve a reason, what could I do then? How would I actually pay for those things? How might I um, actually fulfill that? Um, and so we have some ideas uh, down the pipeline of how we might do that. It sounds like I'm going to have to have you back. I know. Yeah. This is, we're going to have to check in like every six months or something to see where we're at. Yeah. You'd hit on problems I have. Uh, you know, like with my, my partner, I don't have the ability to share a reason, to share a goal. We have to do that in a spreadsheet somewhere. And that's stressful and it leads to lack of clarity. And same, same thing. I, I have buckets in my savings account, but. All I have investments for reasons that I don't have any way to track. So it it's a wonderfully intuitive and psychologically well-aligned uh, strategy. Uh, it makes sense to me. I need it. If you need it too, you can go to www.reason.app and check it out. 
Um, and you can get it in the app store. So thank you so much for, for being here, Tara. I loved hearing about, about what you're working on. Yeah. I really appreciate the opportunity to share it with your audience. Um, especially as you know, uh, we uh, partner with Intrinio for our securities data. So that's always great. And uh, I love to hear that you, you yourself had these, these pain problems and that, you know, reason may solve, uh, some of those issues for you. Um, your sounds like you're the kind of person that we're building this for and, uh, that could be a, a strong advocate for, for reason. So thank you so much. <laughs> 